And we're joined by two songwriters, um, uh, <laughs> Father Brendan Maloney um, and Father Joe McMahon. Now, we'd probably end up referring to, uh, because Father becomes very, very uh, strained in the conversational situation. So Father Brendan, Father Brendan is a native. Um, Brendan, what's it like to be in the studio here this morning? It's always nice to be back in Scarif. Uh, people say to you, you know, you kind of always say to me, you know, you never left it behind you, even though I'd be long gone. Yes. Exactly. These days, 52 years ago, we moved from Waterpark. These weeks. Really? Really? Yeah. End of August, end of August there is September 1972. That's when we sold in Waterpark. And you sold to Skelly's. 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 Yeah, so there's 52 years kind of gone, but... I, I always try to keep in touch anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah. And as people say to you, you know, the, there's no place like Scarif, God's own country. Indeed. And you don't ever forget your roots. And, and you know, Brendan, I, I, I have an image. Uh, What's this going to be? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I see that sitting at the end of the table yes. in your kitchen yeah. and your mom. Yeah. You see, we used to, in, in our early years in Scarif, as you know, Brendan, we came in from school every evening and we called it your mum. Oh, yeah. And no better woman to make an apple tart, Tom. I, it was <laughs> and where were you, I, I know where you were living at the time, but just tell our listeners where you were living. In I was place. living in what was McInerney's old house. In behind. In behind. The Maloney's. We'd be coming back to you again, Brendan, because we have many reasons uh, for talking to you. Very good. Um, Father Joe... You rushed in there now, and um, yeah. you're very, very welcome. My friends call me father. <laughs> <laughs> father. I, I, I'm impressed with your, with your introduction to Joe. You say Joe rushed in. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a, a kind of a, a, an image we'd have of Joe. Touche. Of course, we must remind our listeners you were colleagues in Flannels for many years, weren't you? We were, we were in for that right. long, Brendan. I suppose oh, most, yeah. most of yeah. forty years. Yeah, yeah, between students but and staff, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> See, the, uh, your listeners, Tom, are yeah. wondering, now what, what is Father Brendan going to talk about? <laughs> Do you know? And what started uh, the, the question was, we came across an article that's very, <laughs> very interesting indeed. In front of us, Gentlemen, we have a photograph of a young man from Waterpark. Fine looking man, wasn't he? You all have a copy of it. And in 1890, this young man left Waterpark of Scarif and he travelled like thousands of others to the United States of America and he landed at Ellis Island in the year 1890. Has that man, James Reeves, does he figure strongly, uh, Brendan, in the culture, memory of your family? Yeah, it was always, uh, it, was, it was very much part of growing up and, and uh, 
even though sort of say when when my mother's husband Michael died, even yeah. there was always afterwards. I remember the contact with the Reeves very much. Do you? I do. Yeah, they kept in touch, and they, some of the next generation visited. Yeah, and it was always part of it. And uh, then my mother's brothers, then uh, they all worked for Reeves. In, in in New York. In, in New York. When yeah. he went when he went over to to New York, um, he t- he says in a, an interview he had with uh, uh, a journal in in the states. He says that uh, he had ten dollars in his pocket. Hard to imagine, isn't it? Do you yeah, ten dollars would be what a couple of hundred dollars equivalent now. Yeah. And uh, he was getting eight dollars a week. As uh, he's got a job in his first shop. job, yeah. yeah. So ten dollars was would keep you going for a while. Yeah. Did 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 she talk about this about about James we, James Reeves? What the man we talked about more so was the, the younger brother. He was the one that was in touch. See, that was Pete Reeves. Yes. Peter Reeves was the younger brother who inherited the. He was the final man in the in the whole chain. So they, 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 James and Dan and Peter. James, Dan and Peter. Yeah, three of them. Three. Of James them. brought brought the others out. They all followed on. Yeah, they followed him. And he, when he his first job, I, I gather from the interview he gave at the journal, uh, was uh, working in a shop. Working in a shop. This they really started, I think, with the fruit and vegetable in the markets. Yeah. They sort of bought and buy and sell it. See, that day, go down to the harbours and the, the fruit and veggies come in in transportation. And buy. And, and buy, and then yeah. we start to move around. So that was his initial, the yeah. initial stages. And then and he got then, into the stores. He got into the stores then, and his brother was with him, Dan was with him as well. And then it was his, Dan was, it was James's son. People often confused. It was James's son, Dan, that became the, the, the football uh, owner. Tell us about that, isn't it? James's well, that's James's son. He, uh, Fal Joe has a great expert on American football too. So he became the owner of the uh, LA Rams. Really? Yeah. Do you know that, Tom? I, I did. I would have heard mm-hmm. that all right. Yeah. He was kind of the the, the Glazier family of his day. You know, on yeah. Manchester United. That was the big big yeah. thing. Big Glazier family. Club yeah. yeah. Still yeah. is. Yeah. There, yeah. Were, there were a small football team in Cleveland at yes. the time, so it was the Cleveland Rams. Yeah. And in America, these football teams that move around, you know, depending yeah. on where the best deal is. Yeah. So he moved them out to LA. Yeah. And uh, they became a very successful yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. And they built and, and they built up. No, wait, wait. Let the listeners uh, munch this one. He built up three hundred and eighty-five stores. Yeah. I mean, it's extraordinary. That's it. Yeah, over over sort of many decades, of course. Many yeah, decades, decades yeah. yeah. He never lost a connection, though, with Scarif, did he? Never lost a connection with Clare. Clare. I mean, anybody from Clare yeah. were guaranteed work. Work. They were. Yeah. You know, because um, even last night I was, I was talking to my first cousin, who has come back from America. Uh, she'd be Pam McInerney. And Pam McInerney was my uncle, who was vice president of the Reeves chain. And his daughter Peg has retired back in Quilty. Yeah. And she kind of had a fee growing up with the, with the whole company that they were very, very much part and parcel of uh, the Clare community. Yeah. And even if people sort of came in, they'd give them some little job to get them off the road and get them started. Wow. And the one thing that the Reeves never had, they never had allowed a trade union. 
They were never, never allowed. They were never unionized. Yeah. And how they got around that was, and she was telling me that, that they, they were very caring of their staff. Yeah. 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 That yeah. if you had somebody out sick or somebody had bereavements, they didn't deduct their pay packet. Yeah. That they kind of said, look at you're there, we look yeah. after you, so you don't have to feel you need a union to defend you. Does the name still exist in the store world over there? No. Is Reeves gone? Is that gone? Though? That's gone. They were taken over by Safeway. Oh, that's Safeway, yeah. Who are yeah. still there, still yeah. there, still there, yeah. yeah. An extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, we have a very, Father Joe, we have a very um, personal link with the Reeves, haven't we? Yeah, James, the, the, the stained glass windows and scarf, the, uh, yeah. I do know them. Harry Clark windows are Harry Clark They were designed by one of... Uh, Harry Clark had died in the yeah. 1930, 1930, 31, was it? Yeah. And his, one, one of the people replacing him was uh, Richard King, and it was Richard King designed those windows, but they were paid for by uh, James Reeves and erected in honour of his parents, in memory of his parents. That's written on the, the windows, mm. you'll see them inside. And the, the Reeves, when you mentioned the parent, uh, it's not a, a name I associate with, uh, immediately with Ireland and with... with uh, no. Is there a, uh, anything that explains uh, the, the name? I don't know how many generations have been there beforehand in, in Waterpark. Yeah. I'm not sure about John, how long they've gone back yes. in, in there, but they were... They were definitely there two or three generations back. I'm not sure Joe might have some uh, link in when they arrived there. Yeah. Yeah, and just looking at the, the birth register, or the summary of it, and uh, Pat, the, the father, James's father, the James, the man who went to America, Patrick. age 19. His father was Pat, and his mother was Margaret Linehan. Linehan, yeah. And they had one, two, three, four, five, nine, nine children and James being the oldest of the nine, and Dan being the next. So, um, so they were, I mean, they were back, they went back to, as far as James, to spell R-Y-V-E-S in the, in the book, but yeah. people just spelled it as they heard yeah. it at the time. Yeah. Phonetically. Yeah. 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 Just as a little aside, and that Joe reminds me there, that um, where you live, John, in McInerney's house. Yes. See, my mother's maiden name was McInerney. Yes. And, uh, McInerney's lived down there, so my, it was always thought that my mother was related to Tom McInerney. Yes. But actually, Tom McInerney married into Linehan's, and Linehan was in the home house where McInerney's eventually came. But my mother was a first cousin of the Linehan's. She was the first cousin of, of you know, of Mrs. McInerney. Yes, yes. And by a strange coincidence, a predecessor of mine in Silver Mines was the father Michael Linehan, who came from that house in Tingaree really? as parish priest of Silvermines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you are. Lads, what do you think, Dara? You mentioned there, Father Joe, about um, the parents having nine children, or, or James having nine siblings, or eight other siblings, yeah. I should say. Did any of the family actually, do we know that did any of the family actually stay in Scarif? They did, Brendan's, uh, my, my, oh, sorry, my yeah, mother's, your, your mother's, mother's okay. And I suppose, so I suppose others as well. Two probably. others, but see, again, they did uh, for, I suppose for medical reasons. Yeah. There was two of the boys, two of the brothers, were what you'd call deaf-mutes. 
Yes. So, so that they didn't get get away, you know, they just yes. stayed there. I think it was uh, Paddy and uh, John, was it? Yeah. And they were there for my mother, you know, they lived there with my mother and they died. Again. And mum looked after them. Mum looked after them. Yeah. She moved in there, she looked after them. Yeah. And there was an old aunt there again too, Bridgie was, Bridgie Reeves was there. So there was a lot there in the old house. The old house. In the old house, down the backyard. Yeah. The, back, yeah. Yeah. The, the new house, what's the, where Skelly's are now, yeah. they bought from... Built in 1932. Built in 1932. Yeah. And... Um, of course, that would be... I mean, they would have supported building that house, you know, there's no... It was an extraordinary piece of architecture for the time, wasn't it? Right, when you think yeah, of it, yeah. 1932. Yeah. Um, American style, really, as well. It was not really, I suppose it was a bit, you know. Yeah. It was, it was yeah, it's a very quite, elegant house. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very nicely shaped. Yeah. Yeah. Nice shaped, yeah. yeah. And they drew some of the stones for the building of that house came from the old workhouse. Is yeah, that, that was yeah, the link yeah. with the, the old workhouse, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Tom? You've been listening there now to... I've been listening and the story. Uh, I just had a fast read through that article um, that yeah. Father Joe uh, gave us uh, this morning and just talking about it was an interview that was done I think in what the year 19th um, 23 it 23, 23 yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right yeah. and he was talking about the methods and you know their, uh, how they built up the stores you know and yeah, a lot of the things in that article still apply today don't they fantastic business courtesy of customers the 20 million turnover yeah. you know yeah and uh, just when you're, he, he kind of goes very much into the details in this interview. It's very amusing. Yeah. Mm. Um, what people buy, like, mm. and they sell. They were selling four million pounds of coffee every year, and twenty-two million pounds of sugar, and eggs. Now he's a piece about eggs and the difference between white eggs and brown eggs. And did you know that? That not uh, the what, would, what would I know about eggs? <laughs> <laughs> But I bet you like one in the morning, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, brown eggs, apparently, uh, they, they're better preserved. There's some sort of an inner... Stronger shell or something, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so when you get brown eggs, they hold. But what Americans like to buy was white eggs because they knew they'd be fresh, they weren't preserved. Yeah. So even though they were more expensive, people, Americans, preferred uh, brown or preferred white eggs. And in Boston, then they prefer brown eggs, you know. <laughs> didn't he so he goes into all that kind of thing. Didn't he accumulate a massive amount of human psychology? Oh, he did. He was 13 years working before he opened up his own, you know. He was yeah. he was working for, and I t he didn't waste his time. He had the experience, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is interesting now, he says, that talking about a typical family of the time in America, a uh, family consisting of a man, his wife, four children of school age, that consume six pounds of butter per week, <coughs> 10 pounds of sugar, 14 large loaves of bread, and four dozen eggs, and, <laughs> uh, and that use three quarts of milk a day. That would be six pounds. It would. A lot of milk. And it's funny, when I was just reading the article there last night too, um, with the interview with James, uh, the interviewer asked a question, what attracts people to his business and Revy's response was next to good products at fair prices neatness is the que is the greatest consideration so that was his attitude yeah, yeah. He, he was obviously a, a great businessman he had wise well, thinking like yeah. you know, absolutely you know and the customer is always right exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. you know yeah. so we'd be more off in my time growing up with stories about Peter Reeves the younger brother yeah 
you know, Peter and David, his family came to visit a few times. Oh, and so you have a memory of Oh, him. God, I remember Maureen and Peggy Reeves came to visit us. Yeah. And then the, uh, Frank Reeves, same would be Pete's son, and he was the one with the more recent vintage that kept the, the yeah. thing going. And uh, they had their own, I with photographs of they had their own GA team, the Reeves GA team, with the Reeves across here. They were ahead of their time. They were ahead of their time. <laughs> and then there was, uh, uh, just to bring a little bit closer, in 1937, uh, Limerick were the big kingpins of hurling at the time, so they went on a trip to the States. Yeah, 37. Uh, 1937. And they played for the Reeves Cup. A cup was presented. And the captain of the Limerick team at that time was Timmy Ryan, yeah. who was Jimmy Ryan's from Killer Scully, Jimmy Ryan's. Ah, man was a strong scarf connection. Scarf yes. connection yeah. with his wife. Grania Maloney, yeah. 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 Grania Maloney. Yeah. Yes. So he has a photograph up in the pub in Killer Scully of the, the cup and uh, the photograph of the team playing Limerick played. I, I'm sure they played a cup for, maybe they were against the Rees Corporation team. Yes. But there was a link there with the GA at that particular time. Yeah. And so uh, where yeah. is the cup now, I wonder? I don't know whether the cup is still with some of them in the make of what, you know. Yeah. They're passing. Yeah. Data. Oh, come on. Yeah. 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 But that was just a little local link again, you know. That, mm. uh, but just going back to the windows. Yes. Joe probably knows about the, the windows. A small little bit of a hiccup came when the windows were, as one of his family came to see, felt that they were vandalised. Do you remember the windows went in in the 30s? Yes. And then, of course, there was no electricity. Yeah, and the course. windows were you, the rich colours, dark. And then uh, the priest at the time in the 40s, they got him doctored oh. so that a lot of the dark glass was taken out to give the light in. So they have been, it was um, before the renovation. Yes. There was one at either side of the main aisle. Yeah. They were lightened. Yeah. But after the renovation, they were repositioned. And I think the ones that were lightened are up in the side aisles now. But that was, and I remember... And were there, Brendan, were there, were there uh, on the side aisles prior to that? No. They, they, they were re, replaced re when, when they were... I think yeah. if you look at them now, Joe. Yeah. But that time, when they were done, there was one at either side of the long aisle. Yes. You never noticed that, that William? No, I mean they look they look fantastic still. I don't. I, oh, they I, look fantastic. I, but I, I, I'd, I'd like to imagine how they would have looked, you know, when they were darker. But they, they, they look lovely now. Oh, yeah. But if you see the ones that are darker, they were the same as those. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they lightened and they put in sort of more transparent yes, glass yes, yes. to lighten them. Yeah. And I remember. Um, so there was a first cousin of um, Dan Reeves who, who Dan Reeves, you know, she was Dan's daughter. And she came back to Ireland, and she was married to a, a doctor, Jim Liddy. And they lived down in Wexford. And they were very much in touch, constantly coming back. They had a holiday home in Kilkee, and they were always coming back to Scarif. Yes. And Claire and Jim came, and they had a son and a daughter. And one of their sons was, one son was Jim Liddy. He was a barrister and a very well-known poet. And he wrote he, books of poetry, and I had one, gave a loan to somebody, you didn't come back to it. <laughs> and that book of poetry had many, many poems about coming to Scarif and the link and the, the whole history with the Reeves family. Mm 
could we in any way send a message anywhere that might uh, reveal... Well, sure, maybe there's more copies of it, but Jim, Jim died a number of years ago. Um, but they used to be regular visitors to Waterbury, but they kind of kept in touch and they were... And I think they got a little bit annoyed at the time now. I'm going back to the early 50s. Yes. When they really... Or maybe 40s. Yes. When they, they, when they stayed less. I think it was done and they never realised it. Yes. Yes. See, at that time, people weren't in communication as much. Yes. So something would happen here in Scarif. Message didn't relay down to Wexford or relay to New York that this was happening. Mm. And then again, I suppose they thought it was a good idea. The church was dark and yes. people couldn't read their prayer books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's when uh, Father Pat Sexton was, uh, you know, repairing there, given that this was the last major renovation of mm. the church, which was just done for the millennium year was it 2000 just Roughly, before that yeah. Yeah. yeah and I know Sheila de Valera was minister at the time and I know he did get a grant to help restore those windows I think whether they replaced mm -hmm. some of the glass anyway so they're you know um, they're precious in more ways than one mm. uh, yes uh, from an art I'm, point of view I'm trying to get focus for myself now yeah. I come in the door the, the door of the church you yeah. know okay the left-hand side and the right-hand side have light glass. Is that the lightness you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so what I would have. This, this I would have up at the top of the side aisle. I think they were they, they were transported up, or changed when the remodeling came. Yeah. But yeah. it was very <coughs> obvious before it was done. Yeah. You had two here and two here, and there was one on the other side that was. Lighter, yeah, very noticeably lighter. <laughs> but I think when they came back, I'm not sure where they did. I think they were up in the side aisle. Mm. Yeah, I go. I, I certainly, Joe, mm. will be looking with keener eyes next time Ooh. I go into the cha chapel. Yeah, yeah. Mm? They're lovely to see them in a, in a fine day, and, and the light shining coming, coming through the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which are the works of art, you know. They are. Yeah, yeah. 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 they're very much like Harry Clark's own yes. design. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Richard King was, you know, very much same style. He was a pupil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you, Father Joe, actually, yeah, you, um, you mentioned there. Going back to uh, James Revy's uh, grocery business, uh, and you also mentioned about eggs there. Uh, there's a quote here that he that he he said here in the interview. The stingiest man I ever heard of was a retired lawyer living in an uptown apartment who had made a fortune out of his practice, his usual purchase at our store was one egg and five cents, or I worked a butter. <laughs> Do you know, that, that, I, that I thought that was great. Yeah, it was a real funny interview, yeah. very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else catch anybody's eye out of that interview? Yeah. Well, I suppose the, the, he talks about a couple of people who were trying to, I suppose, scam them or yeah. <laughs> look for compensation in the ways they dealt with them and all that. But yeah. and how, the, but the bottom line that I took out of was, you know, good old-fashioned principles, mm. yeah. clean and tidy. Yes, and um, you know, be nice to the customers and all yeah. that. You know? And great, great family loyalty, I'd say, as well as community yes, loyalty. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, because yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, named yeah. his brother his brother. Um, the second yeah. brother Daniel died yeah. died young. Died young. And he named yeah, and he named the chain yeah. after him then. Yeah. And, and there's no mention of peace here, so peace was a younger oh. brother again. Yes. yes. Yeah. And he yes. was the I, one that no, he start his own line then I think. Well he branched out. Yeah, yeah, he branched out yeah, separately peace. kind of. And while while he been in America, did he often come back to Ireland every so often? James didn't James didn't come back no. 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 Peter only came back I think once or twice. Mm -hmm. 
But the I, next generation, I remember definitely coming. I can remember just a small little funny incident again. Um, they, they, they kept in touch with mother, you know, and uh, but in 1937, mother went out to a trip, to Brown out on a trip, so she went in the, the liner. And uh, there was a big thing going to America. Oh, yeah, and which was a rare thing. Yeah. Yeah. From Cove. Yeah. Cove and the whole lot of it. But I had a great time outside. But uh, this is the little incident. There was a Father Campbell here, Father Jimmy Campbell, who was from O'Callaghan's Mills, the same as my mother. And they were um, cousins. You know, the, uh, so Jimmy was a bit of a character, Jimmy Campbell. And sure, like any of going to America, my mother said, well, what will I bring you back? Oh, yes. What will I bring you back? What will I bring you back? <laughs> And he, he said, I'd love a little revolver. <laughs> <laughs> a little revolver. And your mother, the priest had asked her to bring home a revolver. <laughs> so she had pestered her three brothers to get this little revolver. And she surely obliged, got the revolver. And as mother said, she said, I put it down inside my blouse. Yes. To bring it through. And brought it home and got it and brought it safely home. And, and that, do we know why he wanted it? Well, sure, he was just being difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that revolver arrived back and Jimmy moved around and Jimmy ended up in parish priest of cool, me and cranny. And he died. And to make a long story short, we used to help out back there a little bit, you know. Yeah. So when poor old Jimmy died, the housekeeper knew the story and she gave me the little revolver. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell us no, you have it there, have you? It was decommissioned. Yeah. Wait for somebody listening to there. It was there, but it was just a small little thing, though. Yeah, yeah. So you have it all the time? That is around somewhere, have you? But you didn't bring it with you today? No. And even though you might have felt like using it, you never did use it, did you? No, I think it was out of action. Decommissioned. It was a little handgun, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it just shows you how there was no such thing as scanning or metrics yeah. or anything, you know, everything. Mm. But that was a little link in the past with it, you know. Yeah. So what what actually happened to James then? Uh, did he stay in America till oh, he died? Stayed, he died, stayed in yeah. Yeah, yeah, he didn't come home or anything. No, 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 no. No, yeah. no James. And none of them came home. They were all buried in the States. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I looked okay. up. I looked up his funeral in the New York Times. Um, at some stage, somebody gave me a subscription to it. I'm, I'm not a subscriber anymore, but uh, there's a. Be, you know, it was fairly, there's a, a good bit about who was there. And he, I say he was very prominent in business circles there. He was mm. in all sorts of committees. Mm. Of course, yeah. yeah. Can you throw anything else in now about the, the, the uh, getting into the football, American football, earlier in, the, in, in our conversation, it was, yeah, as you mentioned? That was after they sold to Safeway. And the son then, uh, the son's name was? Dan. Daniel, yeah, yeah. That he, it was he bought the football team for 130,000, I think, wow. from Cleveland, and then they became the LA Rams, and they won, they went to St. Louis and won the Super Bowl, mm. and they won it again last year, yeah. the LA Rams, but the, when he died fairly young, he died in his 50s, yeah. the man who bought the football team, yeah, yeah. and they sold up after that, they sold mm. the franchise. There's okay. often a little confusion, because there was another Dan Reeves, and no relation. No relation. Yeah. And Dan Reeves was a... He was a coach. He was a great was. coach, American, Native yeah. American, yes. who was a coach. And he won the Super Bowl a good few times, didn't he? Yeah. Joe? He did. He won it, with, I don't forget. Yeah. yeah. But some people mix up the two. Or yeah, you, if you go online, you'll see yeah. they overlap. Yeah. yeah. There's another kind of a indirect Scarif connection as well. When 
in the LA Rams now, their quarterback was a guy called Bob Waterfield. He was a Hall of Fame quarterback. And um, <coughs> he married a famous actress called Jane Russell. Oh, don't we hear of her? Yeah. Very, you'd see Sounds it, familiar, look up yeah. YouTube and yeah, find yeah, her yeah, very yeah, striking yeah. features, yeah. you know, very, she was a sex symbol in her time and everything, but she, you know, but she, she had, she couldn't have children herself and uh, because of an operation she had had earlier, so she adopted three children from, uh, one of them was Irish anyway. There was a bit of a controversy about it, you know, same as the church buying children or whatever like that, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't. Uh, you know, it'd be just people kicking up a fuss, kind of. Yeah. But um, PJ McNamara was telling me that one of the children visits Scarif. I, I'd never meet him now, but PJ told me that he he knows him quite well, and, one, and he comes to Scarif, one of the one of the children of Jane's uh, of Jane Russell, mm. who was married to Bob Waterfield, who was employed by James by, by Dan Reeves. That's fairly far. Uh, it's a fairly far out connection. It but, is. Uh, it is. But still, is a Irish American. He, he was, yeah. you know, that man was was. Um, yeah. He was in Scarif recently. I suppose I didn't ever meet him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we know James Reeves was very successful. Uh, successful, as we know. But was it unusual? Like we were talking about the eighteen nineties. But was it unusual for him to be so successful at that time? I, I suppose, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, going up the ladder yeah. into that business, like... What do you think, Brendan, would... would that I, I would say that it's even like to this day that you'll have a certain amount of people who immigrate and they're successful. There's always a percentage mm. yeah. that make it. You think of all the big conglomerates and you trace them back to Ireland. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of big building contractors and executives and, you know... Some yeah, yeah but there must have been something about him that was that was that that he was able to... Well, he just, I'd say he just had a, a natural brain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was A natural yeah. brain and that he saw the yeah. opportunities. Yeah, and, yeah, that, yeah. and then a lot of them, when I'd say, you'd hear people, we, a lot of luck. You know, there is luck. Look, yeah. look. Yeah, he, he does mention there he took chances, took chances. Took, but, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, I think yeah. maybe we should nearly finish up on that note, I suppose. You know, like even in London, a lot of Irish did very, very well. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of, of Irish didn't. didn't. Yeah. 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 You know? and, yeah. Yeah. I suppose in America, they, in England, they were always going to come back to Ireland. They never got stuck in, kind of. Well, a lot of them were ashamed to come back, you know. That yeah, but they, 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 well, but they weren't always doing as well as they, they didn't do well because they weren't planning to stay, kind of. Yeah. Whereas you go to America, then, you're going to stay. Yes. And there's more of an incentive to do well. Yeah. And even in that interview now that we're talking about, he, he said, you know, I said I'd go on, you know, he, he makes it clear he was going to make his own way. He wasn't going to go to anybody. Yes. Help, help him. He said, you know, if you have somebody at your back, you know, uh, it's not a good thing. You need to strike out in your own. The, would would the term the Yank ever have been used around here to what describe you the Yanks? Yeah, the Yanks. Yeah. I remember <laughs> Brendan. Um, I remember in 1947. I was only seven years of age, and we were living in Cork, and it was the beginning. I realised not at that point, but uh, on reflecting afterwards, it was the beginning of the. Uh, what you might call the returning Yank who made made it beyond. And there was a chap from Roscommon, from my mother's village, a chap called Jim Glynn. And I remember he, that man, arriving in Cove in 1947. 
being met by my father and mother as he drove his Oldsmobile yeah. off the ship. I mean, yeah. this is one of these big, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 the kind wing, of wings on it. Wings on it, yeah. <laughs> there were big in those days. Uh, <laughs> 1947. He stayed with us for a week, okay, and was largesse, you know, I mean, the guy had made it in the, in the beer business, in the, in the pub business in New York, uh, and that was kind of common enough. Yeah. But that poor Jim Glynn, uh, his passage to America back in the mid-twenties had been paid by my grandmother. So there was a very, Luke. very close relation, uh, yeah. spiritual relationship mm. between them, okay? Yeah. So he came, and the local uh, publican, when Jim arrived up to uh, the village, after having visited with uh, with us, when he arrived up, the local one of the local publicans realised uh, there are possibilities in this, okay, and barrels were appearing good old outside the the the, the pub, and of course the word got around, and this is the gospel truth now, uh, the word got around that the Yank is home. Okay, for the first time, and he's giving free drink. Do you know? In other words, he was standing for the house, which was a, a typical American uh, kind of thing to do. And uh, he came back uh, the following year, also driving a different Cadillac. And once more, the pub above uh, got ready. Got ready. <laughs> and would you believe it? Jim was so impressed by the numbers that were coming into the pub and getting and buying drink, okay, uh, that he offered to buy the pub. And think about this, in 1950, which is three years after the initial, he bought the pub. Unbelievable. He paid £2,000 for it. Yeah. Top dollar at the time. Top dollar mm -hmm. at the time. Your man who was also, the, the guy who sold it, would be a fiercely distant cousin of mine, sharp, sharp man. He bought a house with the proceeds above in um, uh, Dublin 4. And poor old Jim sent his son over to run the pub. And the kid only lasted three months. Oh dear. Oh it was on the market again and yeah. never recovered. Yeah. So the Yank, the Yank, um, and by the way, the Irish word "yank" is "pukan." Really? Yeah, and "pukan." Oh yeah. <laughs> but you hit a note there, kind of, in my past of five years in England. Yeah. And there was always immigrants. Um, there was a great phrase, you know, people they had to go. Yes. And that was an office light. Yeah. Nowadays, people volunteer to immigrate. Yes. Yeah. But they had to go. Yeah. And then, as John was saying, with people in America, in England, if they did well and came back yeah. and bought property here, yeah. they were often resented yeah. Yeah. as immigrants yeah. because, God, it must be very easy to make money over there. Yes. And they yeah. bought some land here, bought houses, yeah. which maybe were more competitive than the locals could buy. Yes. And they often, like you said, had to go, get up and go back. You know. yeah. What about John B. Keane's The Field? Yeah. The Field and what about... What about uh, the Kings of Kilburn High? Oh, oh, yeah. That's the great sad one. It is. Mm. It, is. it was looking at the generation that went in the 50s to yeah. England, okay, and how they got on. 
Great play. One of them made it. One of them made it. It's a very, very, very emotional play, isn't it? It is, it is. Can you see many young men of 20 said goodbye? Can you see the mum and the dad at the railway station down in in West Kerry saying goodbye to young Mickey, okay? And send me all you can. Remember that line from it. <laughs> so, lads, and, uh, we have to, um, we have to draw to a close. We, we have, have to, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, indeed. And we could keep going. You know, we could indeed. It's part of the history of Scarif, really, yeah. isn't it? Uh, very, very much. That's Father Brendan and, and Father Joe, um, we come back. If we have time, we could do the Mission Cross. We did the, the stained glass windows. Now, as you go in the actual uh, gate, on the right-hand side, you see the mission cross. Yeah. Mission cross. That cross, next time you're there, uh, it was put in there in 1862. And there is a sign, I was looking at it the other day, in hoc signe vinces, in the sign you will conquer. Um, now, I think... If somebody listening to us this morning has a way of cleaning that cross, I have a feeling there's further inscription drawers there on it. It used, by the way, that cross used to be on the left hand side of where the door of the of the church is now, about four feet to the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you know anything about what else mm-hmm. might be found in? I it was. I suppose you'd, you'd see them in different churches now if there was a retreat that yes, was yeah. considered particularly mm-hmm. successful either spiritually or because it brought in a lot of money uh, they might erect they might erect <laughs> some <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's yeah. commemorative yeah. cross or plaque or something yeah. but uh, somebody a priest of the diocese was telling me now when, when he was a young priest he heard two older priests talking about the retreat. How did the retreat go? Oh, sure, it paid for itself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that story related to a former parish priest in Scarif, you know. <laughs> Some of his colleagues met him and never went down. How did the, the mission go? I paid for itself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, we have to call him. Yeah, no, we will. We have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, it's been a it's been a real pleasure uh, talking to you this morning, and uh, <laughs> well, we're delighted to be here. Yeah. So Father Joe McMahon, our current parish priest, Father Brendan Maloney, still parish priest of Silver Mines, is it? Well, AP. OP. Oh, you're to that. Yeah. That's a, that, is that a step up? No. You know? In the civil service, that'd be assistant well, principal. When you come, when you pass seventy-five, you become an AP. <laughs> I see, I see. It's a kind of a it's a kind of a church fiction, you know, that you, you retire and then you, <laughs> you wind up doing the same things at the I same time. So. Yes, indeed. So look, it's great having you here, and it's just a fascinating story. And as you mentioned, there's lots of other little things like the, yes. that mission cross. That there's, the story's there too. Yes. Yeah. And, and Jim Collins, I hope you enjoyed the last <laughs> half an hour. 